bird will be brought up there when the world sees heavy ass weights. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 94th episode of Buckets of Duckets. I'm your co-host, Chase Myers. Uh, every so often, I get together with my best friend, hilarious comedian, all the way down there in Louisiana. Give it up for the one, Josh Watts. What's up, you broke bitches? It's the American Green, Dusty Loads, here with Buckets of Duckets, where we put the dollar back in idolatry, baby. Woo! Episode Bruh. 94. Here we are. Oh yeah. my god. Oh my <laughs> god. Put it in the Hall of Fame of intros for the show. Put it straight to the top. I don't even like you know like when, like that moment where you're like that's a fucking star right there. Like that's the that's the feeling I just had. I feel like <laughs> I feel like fucking <laughs> Matt Damon do just walked in front of me out of nowhere. <laughs> Couldn't fucking wait to do that. My God, bro! Uh, if you're not subscribed yet, I mean, fuck off, what Jesus! What what, what what do you need? I wish you would complain. I wish you would say you weren't getting your entertainment dollar over on this show. Uh, All right, we haven't done this shit in like years, right, bro? How long? Has it's it been? been a long time. Since, There's been a lot been a that's long, happened. Lots to talk about. The world is lots. a different place than when we left. Lot to get into, okay? I know you've been waiting for what we was gonna say on all these issues. Here we, here we are. Here we are. I'm pro Chinese spy balloon. How about that? How about that? I, think, I wish there the, was more. Yeah. This is the hill that's gonna tear this show apart because I'm not. I'm I'm anti Chinese spy balloon. Oh fuck, bro. Well, we gotta argue about this. Get ready for a three-hour podcast about Chinese balloons. This is going to be our most popular podcast ever. We're going to get so many views. Uh, I, I mean, who you want to I don't even know. Chase, I, I, I got like a start. list let, of things. Let, I can me, list let, off things and you could pick. Yeah, all right. I mean, you begging. Let me tell Go you ahead. one. Let me tell Go you ahead, one bro. because this is, I know that everybody's been waiting for this as much as I have. Uh, I got my medicinal marijuana card. Yeah. And now... You broke bitches can't fucking talk to me about nothing anymore. Nothing. I love uh, it. I, I love it that you and Weed made it official, bro. That's you. I love that I had to call a doctor and let him decide my fate's in his hand. Is my THC habit about to be legal or am I living the rest of my life as an outlaw? And, bro. You can change out, my life, doc. Turns out they, they literally just want your money. Huh. <laughs> you give them money. And they will let you buy weed. It's, it's like the craziest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> What's fucked up though? It, the doctor. You don't, hey you hey you want to know what's fucked up about the weed industry, bro? Oh shit! You giving out secrets? I so this doctor, uh, the doctor out here that prescribes it, has been to a bunch of my shows on the North Shore. Oh, and so he knew. So he's like a local celebrity guy around here, but nobody Honestly, ever. It's a little why. fucked up. He, yeah, it's a little fucked up. He didn't come to you first if he's been to your shows. So how the fuck? I don't understand. You... Doctor's how taking oath. Pull you aside. Doctor's taking oath. To do <laughs> That's what home. I thought. He's every to do single good. night, that man walked out of a show where I was at without giving me the right to have legal marijuana. He was doing harm. That's malpractice. He was doing harm. Hippocratic oath, more like the hypocrite oath. Got him. 
fucking got him. Got him. <laughs> Actually, this dude's my hero. I don't want to get him for nothing. But nah, he seems pretty great, but like, you know. What they don't tell you, though, right? I have to Zoom call this dude. <laughs> what don't they tell you? <laughs> so I get ready to Zoom call this guy. And uh, this doctor that's going to decide, if I'm like, I like went, for real, Chase, I went and put a nice shirt on <laughs> so that mm-hmm. I would look good. And then You had a big uh, interview. I, yeah, dude, I was so ready for that. I practiced what I was going to say. I tried I'm to nail this job. I tried to okay. knock it high. <laughs> I took it more seriously than I took uh, than I took any job interview I've ever had. <laughs> That's funny. Is it better to be high to show them that I need it or to not be high? To, like, <laughs> I wanted to sound desperate, so I just didn't smoke for like a day. I wanted to sound desperate. Man. I wanted I wanted him to hear the pain and anguish that comes with having children and no THC. That's what I wanted. I wanted him to know that feeling. I'm sure it came and, across. But um, he was like, why do you need it? And I was like, oh, I'm retired from the military because with these, these, these. And he's like, oh, well, can you get me forms that say that? And I was like, uh, yeah. And he's like, all right. And that, that was it. <laughs> that was it. But what they didn't tell me was this dude, the doctor that prescribed me marijuana is a pirate. Man, so how how long into the uh, into the uh, appointment did you realize that? Like, when did that come across? When you walked in and there was a parrot, or the immediate second that the zoom camera came on? Oh, that's like zoom camera. Giant beard, a scarf, and the hat on his head. Wow. He had his feet up on his desk, and he had the hat on his head. He's like a local celebrity, the pirate doctor, like a local celebrity guy around here. Gotcha. Cool as fuck. Don't get me wrong. He's my goddamn hero. Awesome dude. He's also a, a orthopedist out here. Not just a weed doctor, like an orthopedist. But I thought it was a test. They were. I thought it was like, let's see how high he is. We're gonna make it. He's gonna talk to a pirate. Let's see if he even says anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, come on, yeah. come on. You're a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a pirate. I thought you you're a parrot. <laughs> and dude, they gave me it was a hundred uh, hundred and fifty dollars for the year because I got a veteran's discount. Huh? <laughs> They're like the what? country caused you to need this, so let's just, we'll give you a, a little bit off. <laughs> and, so wait, oh, like on the light, I got you. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, so it's usually two hundred for the year. And uh, this was, I paid 150 And then they I mean, told how quickly, me. How quickly did you pay that money? <laughs> dude, I couldn't have paid it any faster. And then you want to know what's real crazy? Is it's like after I paid that, it's like I like I beat a level in a video game and I found out the secret world because they were like, hey, there's a dispensary 1.8 miles from your goddamn house this whole Ooh. fucking time. And I was like, I'm sorry, say what now? And then I was like, oh, this is fucking perfect. But I got a kid with me a lot, so I can't just be bringing him to the weed shop. The fuck I can't, bro. I called him one day, and I was like, hey, I got to pick up my order. Because you can order online. You can. Just fucking order it. They deliver, or you can pick it up. Just whatever. Matter. They deliver? Going there for- yeah, dude. <laughs> they don't they deliver, deliver here. They I deliver. mean, I think that, I guess there's places, but I never live close enough to one that delivers. It's here. like Monday or Wednesdays. It's only certain days, but yeah, they deliver. Unless it's over 500. If it's over 500, they'll deliver anytime. Okay. Which, the dispensaries, it would be easy. It, they're pretty. It turns out they want money too, huh? Yeah, they like money. They like money. It's dude. They're like, hey, you pay us two hundred dollars for the year, and we'll tell you it's legal, and then you come here and pay like a little bit more for it, and we'll let you have the privilege of it. 
And at first, bruh, at first I felt like kind of ripped off. Oh, wait. So I called and was like, hey, I have to pick up an order. But my kid is with me. Is it okay if he comes? And they're like, we're a pharmacy. So, yeah. <laughs> and he just sits on a couch and I go to the back and like you would never know. I mean, it reeks, but it looks like a real pharmacy. <laughs> and they it's all from this farm uh, out here by LSU. Um, mostly pre-rolls and edibles is all I'm getting there. Um, and I'm willing to pay more for it to be legal really? for me. Because I I got kids, I'm always I, you know I'm too pretty to be in jail. I'd break everybody's fucking nuts. Oh man, you could they couldn't handle me in there. It's <laughs> oh. no chance. You yeah, you come get it if off. you want it. I don't think you want it though. <laughs> and I drop so myself I, all motherfucking day. I pop your dick off. So <laughs> I thought. I thought um, I'm kind of like I kind of felt like I was being scammed or like ripped off a little bit, and then I headlined a show in uh, Bay St. Louis, mm-hmm. uh, and I said headline, but I didn't hit. I wasn't the headliner, but I headlined that show. Um, talk about it. <laughs> I did it in uh, Bay St. Louis, show. and uh, I'll talk about that show. Uh, and I was there was two shows. There was a seven and a nine, and or a seven and a ten. And in between the shows, Bay St. Louis is kind of like uh, where we were at. It's kind of like the French Quarter, but right off of the river. So there's like piers, and it's really pretty, but there's just a bunch of bars and people walking around. All right. So I took, I walked out on the pier and was smoking a joint, a pre-roll in between shows. And I thought way out on the pier, I could see anybody coming, have plenty of time. And I was wrong because a flashlight shot in my face. And I turned around, and it's one of Mississippi's finest. Full fucking uniform too, like keys jangling the whole. I didn't hear a goddamn thing. I don't know. Yelling, like, I'm a he, cop. I'm walking around walked, as a cop. He fucking walked out on a pier. Don't, don't, don't his I hope and, nobody's smoking weed out here because I, I got am this a cop. bright flashlight, so you know how close I am. <laughs> Shining in my face, he said, "What's going on?" I said, "Oh, uh, I'm a comedian. I'm just in between shows, you know." And he goes, "No, what's that?" And I was like, "Oh, it's medicinal." And I handed him the test tube that the joint was in and my license. And, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. I was sweating pretty hard yeah, still, because right. it's a Louisiana license. So does this, am I fucked here or is this cop going to be, cause you could still probably ruin my night. Even oh, though shit, it I didn't even think about that. You were in Mississippi. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I didn't either until I handed it to him with a little too much confidence. And then I was like, ah, fuck. Nope. Dude, red, Read it, read the card, handed it back to me, and then looked at me for a second, and then goes, "They do comedy around here a lot, or is this like a where is it? Is it a club?" <laughs> and I had, uh, uh, I didn't put it out because pre rolls are pretty expensive, so I'm still holding it, and he's talking to me, and I'm like, "If I don't hit it, it's gonna go out," and I'm like, "But is this what he's waiting for? <laughs> That's what he's waiting on, isn't it, you motherfucker?" No, uh, but that. For real, he read it, read the license, asked me about comedy, told me have a good night, turned around, walked away, and that was it. And that That's right there, wild, I was man. like, "Oh, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm good with this." So is I'm that the rule? You need license. to have like the the packaging that it came in, like on you. Yeah, you like, don't have a card. Like I thought it was an ID card. It's not a card. You have to have the prescription that says like, you know, your name and the doctor that prescribed it, and just whatever it is. But I mean, like. 
they don't know that this test tube I refilled with a joint I rolled and not Georgia pie or whatever. They don't know that. Man, what you doing? <laughs> my bad. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Uh, <laughs> Getting all cocky over there. <laughs> so at, at, at the yeah, right. Bay St. Louis thing, and it it went. I mean, it's been worth it. But the Bay St. Louis show, I was the opener for uh, two comics that have been around for a long time, but don't do comedy a lot. They've been right. doing it for 20 years, but only do like a show or two a year when all their friends come out or you know, Mother's Day or do you know what I mean? Not to not not to downplay them or, you know, but, you know, like just not regular added all the time comics. Right. And um, I was a little butthurt that I was the opener. And I decided I was gonna make it real hard to follow me. In the first show, I did twenty minutes, and uh, I, I mean, it could not have gone better for me than it did. I was, it was just perfect. I had a joke. Uh, my friend got busted smoking weed when we were teenagers. Got sent to a boarding school in Bay St. Louis, and that's all I knew Bay St. Louis for. Mm-hmm. So I made a joke about that. I was like, I'm glad y'all come out for fun because all I thought was y'all kidnap and brainwash people to get in trouble. And then I told him, and then I said, um, he, we, he got arrested and I got, I had to go to church and talk about it, but he got arrested and got sent to a boarding school. And, um, the next time I saw him, he said to me, do you know how I got over my addiction to THC? With the TLC of the Lord and Christ, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and they all fucking died. And uh, oh, I was yeah. like, "So uh, I'm glad y'all are here." And I said, "Unless it's a trap, you've just been waiting 20 years to get me." And then I started doing like this around the room. Um, <laughs> You'll never take me alive. And the other comics did fucking great. They killed because it's a, uh, it's not there is no scene there, and it, you it was 140 people or something. They're like appreciative, yeah. They were appreciative. They were happy to be there. It was a lot of friends and family or people they knew that had been there before. And uh, one of the comics, the the feature of the night, does a lot of crowd work, which kind of messes with people in the crowd. Well, I've been around long enough, and I, I assumed everybody had, to know that the 10 o'clock show is going to be way different. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody's had four hours of drinking before they get here. And this wasn't a planned show way beforehand. So people are stumbling in here. So it's not going to go. It's going to be a different crowd. And you're going to have to adjust a little bit to make it work. And, uh, I'm the only one that was able to do that. And out of way. Yeah, they did. It. They did the exact same shit that worked with the first crowd. But when you're doing crowd work and they don't want to answer you because they're too drunk, it doesn't really work. Uh, but I I held my head up high with pride after that because I knew I shouldn't have been booked to open. And when I got back to the green room, I ate everything off the charcuterie board that I wanted. You I didn't even take, uh, I didn't think a second right. thought. Didn't I even look up it. to nope. see if anybody want. No, nope. there ain't none of this shit for you. I don't you. even care if there's a name All on this motherfucker. Took the post-it with somebody's name, took it, threw it off. Fucking ate it. What you gonna do? I earned it. Are you gonna do some crowd work? Get the fuck out of here. Uh, all right. I did a show at a ski resort. Travis made me fucking bro. I saw that video. Uh, I saw the video of you being on a jet ski, uh, not a jet ski, but a snowmobile. And yeah. I could not fucking wait to hear the story. 
bro. We My man is wearing J's on a fucking snowmobile. What is happening right now? I was too. I was wearing twelves. I uh Dude, we booked a show in Wenatchee, Washington, which I, I like at this time of the year I will not drive there because it snows and stuff like that. And so I just like, nah, if you're trying to book me in January, I'm sorry. We can talk in June, July, but I'm not I'm not driving three hours to my fucking death. That's not gonna happen. And so Travis hits me up. He was like, "Hey, you want to owe for me in the show in Wenatchee?" I was like, "If you if you driving, I'm in, bro." And he was like, "Yep." I was like, "All right, cool." Uh, literally, like I did a, a we did a, a interview for the Wenatchee World News, and uh, and uh, I gave my bio and shit, and it was like, "I'm only opening because Travis is driving." <laughs> so we both have stories about not. <laughs> I don't mind me and Travis switch back and forth. That's a completely different thing, but. Uh, yeah, and so we get there. I just know it's at a ski resort, and so we pull up. I've never been skiing. You ever been skiing? No, bro. My Louisiana bones are not made for skiing. That's nah, dude. No, no, it, none of us are nope. built for that. That's crazy. It doesn't not even at look all. natural. It looks like you're just inviting death. Nah, bro. I assume that they're like have a place. Like, uh, you know, like if you go play golf, you know, they have like a clubhouse. I assume there's a clubhouse down here and that's probably where everybody gets beers. And that's where we're going to do the show. That's got to be what it is, right? There's no fucking way that you want me <laughs> to get on one of those ski lifts and go up the mountain <laughs> and perform at the tip of this mountain, bro. That there's is no way. There's no way that's what you expect me to do. We, me and Travis walked in and everybody saw us and they're like, oh, y'all are fucked. Like they, they knew the second we walked in, we just had like, you know, just a regular jacket for it's cold. Just, you know, a, for being a jacket, a jacket enough, a jacket enough to get out of this car and walk into this room. You know, that's yeah, enough. To that's the all heated I room for. where we're surely yeah, doing comedy. We could definitely could do comedy. The safe and, heated room. Everybody's freaking out. They're laughing at us and stuff. People are walking talkies, talking to people up mountains. And trying to figure out. I didn't want to do your show anyway, you bitches. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, we're not performing here. They're like, nah, you got to go. They, <laughs> My grandma they really gave wanted, me that jacket. <laughs> they really wanted me to get on a ski lift, bro. And I was, yeah, and I was like, nah, I mean. <laughs> like the chair, the, the ski lift the is chair. a fucking chair. Yeah. It just goes 100 feet in the air and you hope you don't fall out of it. I got a suitcase with nah, 60 dude. t-shirts in it. <laughs> I'm with Jays. I'm not in, you know, whatever. I don't have tennis rackets on my feet or whatever they wear. I, you know, I'm just Why would you? Trying. Right. If you need so... tennis rackets to go there, do they need to hear jokes? They should be like foraging or like building shelters or getting the fuck out of there. What do you do? Why would you need? You taking a comedy break? Right. You got tennis rackets on your shoe to go to the bathroom. What are you priorities, man? Walking no. all fucking straight legged everywhere you're nah, going. Day after and tomorrow, so, shit. Uh. Got me layers. So they're they're actually really nice to us. <laughs> Can't even move, Michelin man. What you got going on? So. They start just like they just start like like they were really nice. They start giving me jackets and beanies and all type of stuff, and they call. Well, I don't even know what this man's position like, did was. Did they take it off of their body to give to you? To, to they just had them there. Like the people that worked there just had a bunch of jackets because they were like you couldn't need because of the dead people that that have died up. Yeah, on that top they have the taken them they, off of. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 
no one claimed yeah. it and it just became it's yeah, so they took it to lost and found off a dead body nobody came and claimed it so yeah so it's there so, the it. and now it's mine right and travis travis didn't take it travis was like no nah, i'm good he manned up no, fuck whatever that. but i was like they, they were like do you need jackets and travis was like i'm good and i was like nah fuck that if you think i need a jacket give me two of them like give me right? if you if you're walking in saying i need it and so they the call concern some, on your face right now tells me I want, yeah. but if you think I need it, I want it. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly my thought. Uh, and so they call some person that's important on the mountain. I don't know. I'm a mountain police, maybe. I have no idea. But he's, got, he's got a snowmobile. The Grinch comes down. <laughs> he had a heart on this day. I don't know. So he. <laughs> Yeah, this fucking uh, dude comes down on a snowmobile. He could take us up one at a time, and so Travis goes first. And, uh, you know, it's four-wheeler rules. you got to lean hey, with them Have you ever seen stuff. a horror movie? we got to <laughs> take y'all up here one at a time, and then you get up there to a village of mountain people. Bro, come on. I at least sent Travis first. I was like, You're too pretty to be this dumb, man. You can't let them. You can't just let them. You can't just be getting on strangers' snowmobiles. I don't know, man. In the moment, it just seemed it just seemed like the right decision. I, it worked out, but you, I, I do need to give. No, it a I second promise thought. you, you can come tell jokes. Come on, just hop on. No, there's jokes up there. Yeah, no, there's people waiting for you to tell jokes up there. <laughs> there's jokes. Up you there. can tell jokes up there. No, we tell jokes up there. There's. You like jokes? Oh my god, we have so many jokes. <laughs> so. Takes me up there on a fucking snowmobile, bro. Got on a snowmobile. The employees of the place are like jealous. They're like, we've never even got to be on the snowmobile. <laughs> Through my merchants. Threw my merch and some type of like thing he was dragging up there or whatever. Just uh <laughs> and um Yeah. And then got up there and I'd be damned if there wasn't a little hut with 50 people in it waiting for me and Travis to make their night. And we uh, we went up there and did comedy for them. And then all those people after the show had to ski their ass down the fucking mountain. <laughs> they all took the lift up there. <laughs> that's, that's how you get down. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was wild, bro. Man, I'm so ready to get back on the road and start doing it. I want to do comedy at a treehouse and on a, a death mountain. Well, I mean, what dude, the fuck? Dude, go out to Washington, bro. I can show you some weird shit, bro. They they would just do comedy anywhere up here. I love there it. was I an igloo, did... like a real igloo next like next to it. You saw a real life igloo? I saw a real fucking igloo, bro. I swear to God. <laughs> All my moms, bro. I saw this igloo, bro. <laughs> I didn't get to go in it, but I saw it. Did you take a selfie with it? <laughs> it's no, in the video. This. If you if you watch the video of me getting off that snowmobile and it pans uh -huh. to the venue or whatever, you'll see there's an igloo for a second. Like there's a, I'm telling you, that was an igloo. How upset were you to put your jays in the snow? How much I was did worried. that bother you? I was worried. Did it hurt them? I so luckily I didn't actually spend that much time in the snow because I just walked into the the clubhouse place or whatever, and then I what stood at the I stood at the edge of it while this dude came and picked me up the snowmobile. <laughs> you know, maybe took a couple steps. I took a couple slow steps, and then he drops me off at the door of the venue. So like I, you know, I, I came out okay. Having shoes that you care about, like I'm new to the sneaker game, it affect it changes the way you interact with the world completely. Yeah. Change no for oh, sure. I, 
Michelle wanted to go to Big Lots when I had a pair of J's on. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Me and Ain't Linda no went dance, and she stepped all over my sixes. Just, ste- just, just stepped all over them. That's all right. She was like throwing her ass at me and stuff. So oh, like, well, you, that's like right. the I mean, you know that's like the yeah like yeah jogging up to the, the game. Yeah, got no problem with them scuffs, but still, I had to think about it. <laughs> it took me a minute to realize how cool I was with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chase. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm. I wanted to tell you that. This is by the time this comes out this Saturday, uh, your boys is uh, performing in the Keenan presents. Wait, my friend, I told my friend Keenan about you. You put in a good word for me. I fucking told him. I fucking told him you got to go down to Lafayette and get my boys. Yep, he said get my boy and literally every other comic in the state. That's okay (laughs) though, bro. That's okay. You on that shit? Yeah, dude, I'm doing the Keenan showcase for season thirteen. Yes, you are. Uh, it's this Saturday. I'm fucking pumped. Buckets of Duckets represented Bruh. in the Woo! season 13. Buckets of Duckets, Pacific Northwest and South represented in the Whenever Keenan I showcase. texted, I couldn't not, uh, I'm sorry to tell the Duckett heads this, but I couldn't keep this from you. And as soon as mm-hmm. I found out, I texted you that I made it. And in one of my favorite texts ever, that you know how I get these canvases made of pictures and stuff? Yeah. I for real had it blown up. And I'm getting it in a canvas. It's a, a picture of the text where I said, hey, I made it into the Keenan showcase uh, for season 13 or whatever. And all Chase replied with was, see you in the finals. Yep. <laughs> Goddamn right. I'm so fucking pumped about it. Keenan's there, right? He's he's there. The He'll first be there, there, bro. You'll he, he gives you a handshake and a kiss on the cheek right God before you go on stage. He's the nicest fucking dude. I'm going to bring some orange soda. A personal think? text every morning I wake up to from Keenan being like, bro, I think morning. about that three minutes set. Man, just I hope you have a great day, bro. It is. <laughs> yeah, so I gotta, I'm working on my three minutes. Uh, and I've been working on my... I've been working on my album. I'm getting ready to record and I've been working on my album and now I have to take some of those bits and shorten them down that I've tried to, I'm trying to, cause it's a three minute set and I'm trying three to get, minutes, dude. I'm trying to figure the, out. So I've been having to go back to get the punches, bro. Get the punches. I'm hitting them open mics up and working them out again. It's been a while since I, I've been willing to drive an hour to go to an open mic. Um, but man, it's been fucking fun trying to, I don't know, dude. Comedy's been a lot, uh, been a lot of fun lately. Again, should be. Um, oh, a- Eddie Pepitone. We just had Eddie Pepitone at the Hideaway Den. Uh, Comedy legend, man. So I had to pick him up at the airport. Him and JT Habersat runs the Altercation Comedy Fest. I had to pick him up at the airport in New Orleans, and I got to hang out with them all day, and they were. The coolest motherfuckers. I was so nervous to meet Eddie because I like him so much that I didn't. Is he going to be cool? Or is he going to think, you know, what's he going to be like? Uh, you know? Yeah. And he was so fucking cool. Nice. And uh, everybody was so excited to meet him. And he's just such a normal, nice, funny guy. Like we, we riffed at the lunch. Like he's, he's a comic. So he's always riffing and joking <laughs> with you. I've and heard like, that. Yeah. <laughs> It's so fucking funny. And we were eating pizza and riffing about uh, if cashiers get suspicious when people buy duct tape and shovels and stuff. And through our, that was just a riff we had at lunch. And when he did the show, he told it as a bit that sounded like he had been doing it forever. 
It yeah. just it was fucking great. He carried That's around a notebook where he wrote like the stuff that. down. And Chase, watching Eddie Pepitone was like uh, getting a steroid shot to motivating me to want to do com like to want to get more into it and do more shows. Um, I don't know if you do you know a lot about his sets, how he mm-hmm. the way that he Yeah, um, he's wild. <laughs> yeah. Bruh, when I first started, I liked to yell a lot. I like to not look at Eddie is the perfect f- version of what I thought I was doing or what I wanted to do, where he yells just absurd, crazy shit at the crowd. He blames people for shit in the crowd, but it's nobody takes him seriously. You know, like it's bro, he yelled at these people for like an hour and 20 minutes and my stomach hurt laughing. It's so goddamn good. Um, and seeing that, and then he did a show, uh, the next night in Lafayette and he did an entirely different hour, wow. a whole different hour. The next fucking night JT did too. JT did a whole different, like 30 minutes or 40 or whatever, but, and it sounded, it wasn't like a lesser version. It was, man, it was, it's not often down here that I get, that you get people like him that come and do shows that you get to see like a true master do what he does. And it was fucking, it was incredible and motivating. And uh, now we're best friends. So of course, you know, there's no other way. For that to work he out. asked me a lot of questions about uh, war and being yeah. a veteran and stuff. And he was, he was so interested. At first I thought he was just being polite. You motherfuckers. At first, I thought he was just being polite, asking me because I was in a handicap spot because I got them disabled plates, bitch. Woo! God damn, I am untouchable, you motherfuckers. It's crazy. It must just be like you're down here on the ground. You're looking up at the fucking top of the Sphinx when I talk about this. You don't even understand what I'm saying. I could just park where the fuck I want at an airport, dude. Anywhere I wanted. And (laughs) so I thought he was just bringing it up because I had the disabled plates, but he was really interested in it. He asked specifically about different ways to kill people. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> He's very interested, taking notes, asking if he could record. It was a great, it was a great show. Uh, it was a great show, and our the crowds. I was worried about our crowd was starting to dip a little bit, and I was th- wondering, is it does the crowd at this bar prefer local acts? Are the national people not impressing them? Are they not coming out for it, or is it just because it's the holidays? And Eddie had a huge turnout, of course. But before that, we had been going from 150 to like 80, 75, which is still great. But yeah, why are we doing half the numbers? What's the deal? And then uh, the first show after the holidays was Mike Honore headlining. And we had sold like 40 pre-sale tickets, which is a lot pre-sale. Most people walk up or bomb right before. So we had sold 40 pre-sale. And then we had like 65-something walk-up. We had like 140 people in the building at, by the end of it uh, to see goddamn Mike destroy. So it's starting to pick back up out here. Um, and it was just the holidays. I didn't know, you know, do people not come out because of the holidays or are they, or am I not picking good headliners or what the deal is? But it turns out they fucking love me and they're back. Hell the yeah. Holidays are over. <laughs> <laughs> and they love me. And they love me. Um, That's dope, dude. dude. Yeah, it's it. Uh, I can't wait to get you back down here. We're not gonna afford to to fly you down on a private jet. 
Yeah, me and uh, me and Travis are. I mean, that is the standard. But uh, yeah, me and Travis are gonna try. Travis wants to do shows in Louisiana, so uh, we're gonna try to bring Travis down here. And I'm getting on it. I'm getting on all those shows. Yeah, for sure. And I'm coming. Oh god, that's all. Yeah, it's just three of us do stuff. That'd be dope. Travis, you you hear that? If you're listening, Josh is hosting all the shows. (laughs) And I have to say though, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Travis to his face again how funny that drawing of the creature of the Black Lagoon is. And I'm I'm getting it tattooed. I don't know if I told you that. I'm getting it tattooed because I I messaged Travis was like, hey, is it weird (laughs) if I wanted to get this drawing that you doodled uh, permanently put on my body because I think it's so goddamn funny. And he was like, no. And I had the the girl that does my tattoos, the woman that does my tattoos, like draw a version of it that would be tattooable. And it looks fucking awesome. So I'm going to have to tell him that to his face like way too many times that this drawing makes me laugh i'm looking at it right now i'm trying not to laugh it's fucking <laughs> it's we uh we did uh the blunt people podcast last night and we were at aaron's house She's oh yeah you have time you you find oh okay no <laughs> i hadn't done that one in a month either bro <laughs> i just got back home sunday i've been out fucking Travis is tricking me because he's posting those uh, fucking clips from other episodes and i'm falling for it yeah, I no, keep I, seeing a clip, and I'm like, Chase, you motherfucker. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like from an episode a year ago. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, no, Travis is going back in the vault. Uh, but we're at Aaron's house. Aaron is about to have a baby like any minute now. She's uh, about Congratulations. to Congratulations. So That's fucking so of course, awesome. Yeah, so of course, Travis is like, let's go podcast. No. Uh, and so he's uh, given, um, he's given like uh, his sister made a bunch of cool stickers of like his designs and stuff. And he was giving them to Aaron and Vanessa, and uh, and then he was like, "This is uh, this is the Josh one that he like the, the one like the one that you love is like that's like how he identified it is like this is the one Josh loves like." <laughs> Again, it for real. It was one of the funny. I don't. It makes me laugh every time. It's like uh, you remember the Far Side, the comics? Yeah. You know, you have the books of them. My dad used to have some of the different comics like framed in his office, just because every time you look at them, make him laugh. That's creature of the black lagoon taking a shit is one of the funniest <laughs> uh, i think i'm such a comedy snob it shows i'm back there like this like <laughs> it's pretty derivative <laughs> and then you send me a picture of the black lagoon creature taking a shit and i can't i laugh at it for a year and a half <laughs> it will for the rest of your life <laughs> forever <laughs> um can i tell you uh do you know aldi the store aldi's aldi no they opened one up in baton rouge I, i'm could be 100 percent wrong it seems like a it's like a little grocery store that seems to be like discount stuff and i don't think it's american i think it's a shop from all from the uk because you have to pay a quarter to get the buggy out and the website is aldi.us so i figure it's a uk what the fuck are you saying to me right hold on <laughs> So they open a grocery store up down here in Baton. You're really gonna hate it when I tell you the rest of the story. Jesus Christ, <laughs> buddy! Uh, this is how we're ending this shit. Just I'm fucking furious right now. What is this? I ate two medicinal uh, gummies right before this started, yeah. and I was wondering when they were gonna kick in. And I realized just then when I was describing where the grocery store is. I believe it was founded in 1908. <laughs> <laughs> to tell you this, 
Uh, I walked in. We were there just to check it out because it's a new grocery store. And I walked in to the bathrooms, and there was a guy waiting in front of the door, just standing there waiting. And uh, I said, is somebody in there? And he said, yeah, I think so. And he went to open the door, and he, like, pulled it. And uh, he pulled it, like, and it only opened up this much. He goes, yeah, I think somebody's in there. And I was like, well, if somebody's in there, it would be locked and he's like oh maybe the door is jammed he went and pulled it again and he only pulled it like this far open and i walked up and grabbed the door and just opened it because he just wasn't pulling hard he was enough. just a weak man bro what i tell you and i i don't want to get into politics on this but he looked like the meme picture that your uncle would share of a soy boy <laughs> you like the yeah. one you know what i mean like he had really thin the jean shorts and he was embarrassed, and so he As ducked he off be. into the bathroom and uh, tried to hide. And I would not let him. I would not let him move down. I said, "I can open this fucking door anytime I want. You just watch me do it." <laughs> but I like like a child. As soon as it happened, I ran out of line in the bathroom to find Michelle and store her to tell her, <laughs> "Hey, hey, you know how strong I am." <laughs> That guy was going to stay in there all night. He was just going to keep staying in there. He would have been there forever. It's crazy. He just like, he's just hanging out. Just kept pulling and pulling. Nothing. It didn't move at all. Them goddamn UK doors, bro. I'm doing uh, the Blunt People podcast and uh, um, Aaron's segment is... uh, can you hear me? I, I saw your headphones fell off. Did you? Yeah, yeah. No, I can hear you in these. These okay. are to hear me. So I don't yell at Aaron, Aaron's segment every week is uh, snacks, hacks, or personal attacks. And she picks either a snack or some like DIY thing or somebody to attack. Uh, and she did she did uh, an energy drink challenge on our last episode. Uh, it's out already. Like this, this one's already came out uh, like a month or so ago. And... Uh, we did a blind tasting of five different energy drinks. And, bro, I am ashamed to say I nailed all five. Is that not the white trash? I was horrified that I had ne- <laughs> I was so worried about being good at that. And then I fucking nailed it. <laughs> Just, oh, man. What does that say about my palate? <laughs> that says you earned that accent. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. It's just When you left the room, they were like, I bet he has one of those M tattoos somewhere. He's got one of those M's right there tattooed somewhere. He's got he he's got barbed so wire around his bicep, I guarantee you. He said monster so fast. Did you hear that? He was in favor. We drank them all and then wrote on a paper what we thought they were one to five. And you're right, 100 <laughs> percent I'm so fucking I don't know what that says about myself. Alright, we got like 20 seconds. Buckets of Uh appreciate y'all watching. See you next time.